Hello, beautypreneurs. In this episode, our guest goes over everything about branding, why it's important, and how, how to get started creating your, your brand, uh, what branding has done for her clients, and we also even touch on Instagram and different social media um, platforms. And then finally, we wrap up the show uh, covering what is really the mindset, what's important, um, her, her, her biggest advice on the mindset of, of entrepreneurs, beauty entrepreneurs, and what they should be focusing on to grow their business. So definitely don't want to miss this episode. Now let's get right to it. Welcome to the business of beauty, where we help beauty entrepreneurs in building their business and reaching their dreams. This is your host, David Lee. So today's guest, she is a graphic designer and brand strategist that helps um, females uh, focus businesses attract their dream clients. Um, She is really proud of of starting a business only in two years, right? Uh, Making $2,000 a month in profit. But while making money, being able to raise a toddler. And I totally personally get it. I have a four-month-old now, and it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. just just trying to type one hand while I'm holding the baby. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I don't know how people do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one day at a time, right? Yeah. Um, um, so, so uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so her name? <laughs> I didn't introduce your name yet. Uh, Rebecca Farley at uh sugar branded mm-hmm. so uh welcome rebecca thank you so much for being on the show um so can you, tell, can you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so um business is basically like my whole life other than my little boy he's gonna be two in march um my whole life kind of revolves around him and my business and growing that and connecting with other um mainly female entrepreneurs especially people who work in the beauty and wellness industry um i've been kind of interested in business my whole life since i was a kid for as long as i can remember i've always loved to kind of develop business ideas and create things to promote businesses whether it's like an imaginary one when i was a kid to real life ones as an adult and i studied business at university um and yeah, it's always been a massive passion of mine. And then since becoming a mother, I've realized the importance of having a flexible income and a flexible working schedule, especially as um, women or just parents in general, because spending time with our kids is such an important time and their younger years go by so quickly that I think in this day and age, we have so many opportunities to work around that as parents. Yeah. It's so important to like grasp it with both hands and try and make the most of the opportunities that we have in front of us. So yeah, that's my passion. That's basically what I do every day. Um, yeah, that's that's me. That's awesome. Now, tell tell us a little bit more of the type of clients that that you help. Yeah. So like I said, mainly the tends to be female entrepreneurs. I think it's because of my design style. I've got like a very niche feminine stylish like design type so i think Mm -hmm. i attract mainly women to me um and a lot of them work in the beauty industry like i said but also i also work with coaches um personal trainers fashion stylists um salons so mainly based in like wellness um, and lifestyle industries yeah 
um, mainly like solopreneurs and small businesses as opposed to like big scale um, corporate organizations. I love to really connect with my clients and I think working with small businesses or um, solopreneurs really gives you an opportunity to get that personal relationship yeah, and yeah. help them grow their business and expand their um, client base. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm passionate about and that's who I tend to kind of attract to my business as clients. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and, and I totally get it. It's, like when you're working with a smaller um, uh, business um, and you, you get to work with the owner or the entrepreneur, you're like working at the ground level. And, yeah. and there's, there's, there's so many variables, so many, so many possibilities. And mm-hmm. there's so, so many opportunities to help too, versus yeah. sometimes a large organization, they're like, okay, we have everything in place already. We just need you to do this little bit and just, exactly. just crank that out over and over and over again. Right. You're, um, you're exactly right. It's kind of like, when you work with larger organizations you become a sort of like task doer so they need specific jobs done and you end up just doing those things but when you work with um smaller businesses with my clients i tend to end up like coaching them in some way through the branding experience like i end up listening to their anxieties about growing their business and their worries and like helping them with random business tasks from my own business and I absolutely love that part of the job as well. So yeah, you're right with small business, there's so many opportunities to help in different ways. Yeah, yeah. And so one of the things our audience is, is I'm sure super excited, super curious about is, you know, like, do you have, you know, like examples or things that, you, you know, how you've helped in the beauty industry like with with their business like by you know so let's talk a little bit more on you know your background with graphic design and and building a brand right how has improving the graphic work or the brand of an organization of a beauty brand helped change maybe increase the revenue or increase their exposure maybe get a post go to go viral like do you have do you have some experiences that you can share with us so one of my favorite experiences so far working um, with entrepreneurs has been, um, I don't know what you call it in the States, but over here it's called a permanent makeup artist. Is that kind of like a term that you guys use? Permanent makeup artist. So it's makeup. Is that like a tattoo artist? Yeah, it's kind of like tattooing, but it's makeup. So like a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Permanent So it's kind of like makeup tattoo. So anyway, she's a permanent makeup artist and it's such a fun story for me to remember because I think when we start our businesses, we bring so much of ourselves to our brand, but sometimes that's not our strong point. So we might be creating something visually that is just not attracting the clients that we want and it's not growing our business. So I had a client who was really attached to the visuals of her business, her logo and her Mm. social media page it was so much of her but it was just not widely appealing to many people at all okay she came to me because she'd be getting feedback that she that her brand was like not quite on point and she wasn't getting the business that she wanted even though she'd been working in it for years she had so much experience doing what she was doing what she just was not getting the clients in yeah eventually decided to come to me to help her redesign her logo and her instagram page and just her whole brand visuals yeah we were so nervous to begin with because she had this emotional attachment to everything together and she did not want to let it go yeah i kind of coached her through the process of changing like 
her brand saying it was gonna be appeal to more people and appeal to the clients that she wanted to bring into her business. Yeah. I had a bit of resistance, but when I kind of put the ideas towards her, she was like, do you know what? Like you've actually managed to bring my personality, but make it a more widely appealing brand. Like I'm just gonna go with it. And so she implemented it after a few months, she literally said, Rebecca, like you have turn my business around like everyone who comes into my like beauty space they say they love the logo they love what I've done and she was just so like relieved that she'd like given the push to just change it and that really like I was so happy for her and so happy that I was able to help her really up her business game finally um that's one of like my favorite um client stories but I also help clients who are just starting their business. So I've got a salon opening at the moment in Plymouth, which is like a city here in the UK. Um, So I've done did like the logo for the shop front and everything like that. And that's just opening. So I also help clients who are just about to launch their business. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm really going with like a, from a good, from a good standard from the get go, because I think when you have your business, you can be so, tight with your budget and you're scared to invest because you don't know if it's mm-hmm. going to work. Yeah, you want to bootstrap everything, yeah, right? <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. Yeah, but I think with your brand visuals, like if you just invest from the beginning and just get it to a good quality from the get-go, it's going to make your life so much easier. Yeah. From then on. You're going to avoid so many headaches. Yeah. So that's also something that I'm, I have a lot of clients who are just opening and just starting and yeah. I'm helping them just get off on a good foot. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I dive a little deeper in, in that first client example that you provided? Yeah. Um, so, and, and I, and other beauty entrepreneurs that are watching this, this video, they might think, oh, well, all I need is a, is a pretty logo and, mm-hmm. and I'm done. Right. And, and throwing, throw, throw out some Instagram photos, throw in my logo with it and I'm done. Right. And then all of a sudden all this crazy business is going to come my way. Right. Yeah. So let's dig a little deeper. Like, okay. What was that process like? What what did you what did you go through? What like like did you go? Did you start off typically? I mean, you start with a discovery, right? So you ask mm-hmm. certain questions, understand, but then yeah, can can you share a little bit more on that process? And then also, what are some of the deliverables that did make the biggest difference? Mm-hmm. Because it's definitely a process, like you said. So it's not all about just creating like a nice little logo that looks nice. Yeah. That's not really gonna get you the results. Like your brand runs throughout your whole business. There's so many touch points that your client's gonna experience with your business and that's all a part of your brand. Mm-hmm. So um, the process I go through is like with my clients is starting off with a discovery call, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I can understand the long-term goals they have for their business. Mm-hmm. I can understand a bit more about them as a person because yeah. it is important that our business reflects us. If it's only, if we're like a small team or it's only us, you want to feel passionate and proud and that you can connect with, with your brand. So that's really yeah. important to understand my client, the sort of person they are, their style, the goals for their business. So I gather all that information together. Yeah. And then what I do is I put together like um, an inspiration mood board of like ideas I have for their brand visuals and I'll present that to the client and then we go through it together just to make sure we're on the same page because although I am like 
managing the project, I'm leading the project and I'm putting ideas forward, it's always so important to me that my clients are on board as well. Like, yeah, I need absolutely. both sides and I need my clients to be happy with what I'm presenting to them. So okay. move forward. Um, for this client in particular, that was really important because she was so nervous about changing the brand. Yeah. So it was important that the move when I presented to her like made her feel comfortable and made her feel inspired. Okay. So start start with a mood board, right? Yeah. So for those that don't know, or this is the first time hearing what a mood board is. So what, what exactly is that? So a mood board is kind of like a collection of images, like inspiration images yeah. to do with the brand, where we're going to take the brand. So it can be like lifestyle images, like yeah. the sorts of things that your dream client might do in their free time or mm. the other brands that they might like connect with. It can be textures that you want to include in your visuals, colors, um, yeah. things like that. So I kind of throw together all of these things so that we can get an overall image of where we're taking um, the Yeah. So that's step one, start with the mood board. I imagine like, you, did, did, did you bring like a stack of magazines and, and here's a pair of scissors and some glue and like, here, start cutting out some pictures and start putting on this board to kind of conceptualize that. But on a computer version. Okay. So I don't um, make an actual mood board, although that's like a fun task that you can do if anyone's watching and they want to just give it a go themselves and like rebranding themselves. Yeah. That's a really nice task that you can do is gather some magazines and things and start cutting the pictures and literally stick them on a page. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of put that ab above your desk and look at it as like to guide you into the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I basically do that, but on a on a computer version, like a digitally. So I just okay, yeah, yeah. Put them Even all together. Yeah, yeah, and also not only that, but it's like an important business asset to have is this visual mood board because you can then hand that over to other people who you outsource to. Like, say if you mm -hmm. outsource a web designer or yeah. you're getting a new team member on board, you always have this thing to go back to that clearly represents your brand vibe that you want everyone who touches like your brand to know about. Yeah. It's a useful tool for my clients to have anyway. So that's why I kind of like to hand that over to them too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it now. Okay. So after the mood board, what happens next? So it depends how big the project is. So yeah. generally like my branding products, we start with the logo. So I sketch out some ideas. So mm -hmm. I'll pick a few fonts that I think reflect the vibe of the brand because fonts can say, so much which we don't really generally think about but they all kind of carry their own connotations to which type of font to use so I'll yeah. fix together a few fonts sketch out some logo ideas and then I like to quite come back to things later so I might come with, up with a few sketches and I'll return to it maybe like a few hours later yeah and think about is this matching up with the mood board we came up with is this giving me like the vibes that we mm -hmm. were wanting to create um, if I'm happy with it, then that's when I present it to the client and we kind of go back and forth together to perfect the design to something that we um, that we both like. Yeah. Nice, nice. So now, okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. Now you have the logo back and forth. There's, there's the approval, um, you know, the client loves the logo. Then, then do you go, what's the next step? Do you go straight into Instagram? Do you start doing the social media pieces? Like, yeah, so um, it really depends because I do a few different branding packages. It depends what products we're doing, but I okay. kind of work with um, 
social media assets. So like the Instagram highlight covers, making sure they're branded. I can create yeah. templates for my clients. They can edit their own brand. But I also do like printed materials, like business cards, price lists and menus and things like that. Um, okay. But they kind of follow the same <clears throat> steps. So yeah. with a brand, it's obviously not all about the logo. This is what I try to explain to my clients that you can have a nice logo, but your logo isn't your brand. It's just a mark of your brand. And the important thing mm -hmm. about logo is that it's functional. So once we've moved past the logo stage, <clears throat> that's when we start to introduce like different patterns to your brand, different textures, yeah. the different colors and all those elements. And I kind mm -hmm. of implement them into either the printed assets like the business card or price list, or I start putting them into the social media assets. So that's when we kind of start to have a lot uh, of fun with the brand. Got because yeah. I get a lot of clients who come to me and they kind of say they want, I want gold and I want sparkles and I want, and I want like a crown and, <laughs> and I want marble, I want everything. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not from a branding background, it's so easy to think I need to fit these all into this logo. It needs to be in, the logo needs to be everything, but. Yeah. I, I just, I just picture like, like going into like, I, like let's say you're trying to decorate a, a house or a room, right? Like let's say your bedroom. It's like, oh yeah, I want a bed here. I want a couch here. I want a t two TVs, not one TV. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're like, I, I don't even have space to walk. Yeah, right? it's not <laughs> So it's like the branding, there has to be a balance that, you know, there has to be a certain style and, and sometimes you, you only can have one TV. You can only, mm -hmm. you can't even have a couch. Let's say we can't have a couch here. We already have a bed, right? You got to yeah. keep it clean. So the space is, is inviting, right? Yeah. It so. needs to be working at like an optimal level. And I think as a, as a brand strategist, that's my job to make sure that the brand is managed well, Yeah. that we achieve what we really want to achieve. But, um, yeah, when we start working with the social media templates and stuff, and we can introduce the different elements of the <clears throat> brand. Yeah. But when we're talking about a brand, we're not even just talking about the visuals. Like your brand is made up of like your tone of voice, mm -hmm. um, the content that you use, all of these things. So there's so many opportunities in your in your brand to get your like vibe across. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now let let's kind of go back to the uh, the I guess your your story on helping that first client and and really turn their business around. So you've helped her with the logo. Um, you created some. So what were some of the social media platforms that you used to to help her out? Instagram being one. Did you use Facebook? Did you use Pinterest? Like, what are some of the other platforms that you use? So I don't actually do like any um, marketing or promotions. Okay. I just do the design work and the strategy behind um, like visuals. So with this client, she was mainly um, Instagram based. Yeah. So I helped her kind of put together a handful of templates and posts to kind of start her brand theme. Mm, and then okay. she kind yeah. of like, that gives you like a good basis to what you want your Instagram feed to look like. And she kind of yeah. worked from there. Okay, and then she, she's able to kind of modify it from there and, yeah. and make her own post, right? Yeah. She can modify the templates and stuff, so it's super yeah. easy. Did, uh, did she say any particular post was the most effective for her? Um, no, do you know what? I didn't really, um, she actually worked with a um, Instagram coach. 
Oh, okay. With her marketing, yeah. Like yeah. I do team up with um, social media coaches because that's not something like I don't manage social media pages. Yeah. I do team up with um, like social media coaches because I think that once you've got the visuals in place, you're gonna automatically start attracting more of an audience because they're gonna see your brand as more trustworthy because your mm-hmm. your brand's in place. They're gonna see you as more professional. Yeah. But there's a whole lot more to social media than yeah. just getting the visuals in place. But that's like a really good starting point. So yeah. Um, so yeah, not particularly with this client, no. Okay. But I will say that the um, Instagram algorithm really likes animated posts. So you can mm-hmm. create like short videos. Okay. Um, and I do those for my clients as well because I think it creates a lot of interest on your page and the longer people stay on your page the more instagram is going to show your page basically because it's because yeah. it makes you think that you have really interesting content because it says hey people are spending a lot of time on this page yeah now especially when my clients are launching their new businesses i like to throw in an animated post for them to promote their launch um right. and just get a big interest on their page like it's just a fun thing to have as part of your brand yeah um do do you do you like what what is what is your goal on instagram for your clients is it to just okay well let's let's, let's increase as many uh followers as possible or trying to get people to to comment on certain posts or more more so people to make make a phone call you know call call the business like what what would what would be your goal for your clients on instagram so when it comes to Instagram, like obviously it's nice to have a lot of followers, but what's more important is that those followers are buying from you mm. or that you you have a high conversion rate from the followers that you do have. So it's better to have a hundred followers who really engage with you and trust your yeah. brand and buy from you yeah. rather than having a thousand followers who just don't care don't about care. They don't say anything. Yeah. yeah. So my goal as a brand strategist and a designer is to make sure that the visuals that you're presenting to your potential audience are getting them hooked and yeah. um, feel comfortable connecting with your brand and sharing your content or think or like recommending your page to people because when your page looks nice mm-hmm. and is on brand people just are going to follow you people are going to connect with you people are going to yeah. share the, your content because it looks nice yeah and if your visuals are all um, aligned and look visually appealing, um, it looks like you've got things together. Like it looks like you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you're experienced, yeah. and and it's kind of an opportunity to really appeal to a specific person because we don't want to be everything to everybody yeah. because nothing to nobody. So. This is a really good opportunity to be putting out content and visuals that are going to really attract a certain type of person mm-hmm. to you. That's the power of Instagram is that there is such a, everyone's on Instagram, every type of person that you wish to attract, you have the ability to attract them. So it's important that the visuals you have are really speaking to them. So that's my goal is to make sure that you have visuals that are speaking to the person that you want to be buying your products basically. Okay, okay. Now, um, and I guess, do you have any advice for the beauty entrepreneurs that are watching watching the show right now? Like they're thinking about starting their business or maybe they already have it running. 
um, and they're not getting any followers or they're not getting many engagements. Do you have any advice, tips, you know, tricks uh, to kind of build up that that audience for them? I have so many, just from experience. Like I said, I'm not like a um, Instagram like growth coach. I don't like claim to yeah. be an expert in that way at all. It's actually something that I personally really struggle with. Is like Instagram yeah. growth in that it's not something I naturally enjoy doing. Yeah. So it's like yeah. always been a chore. I, for I me guess. I guess. Let me. Yeah. Let me. Let me then rephrase my question. Then how about overall like branding? So let's just say the 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 business or the, it hasn't been started yet and they're trying to figure out okay yeah i'm watching the show and it makes sense i i need a i need a brand um and we talked about building you know creating a mood board um that's that's step one um what other advice or or suggestions would you say the um you know someone that's thinking about starting their business and they don't have a brand right mm -hmm. they might have they might have a name right what, what would you recommend? So I guess if you're looking to kind of make an immediate start on growing your brand and making it look better, mm -hmm. the first thing that you can do is to look at other people who are doing what you want to do and mm. you know what they do, like the leaders, and observe what they're doing on their page. Like think about the types of content they're putting out there, like yeah. what sort of pictures are they using? What sort of like tones are they using in their pictures? Mm. And write down like what they're doing, like what makes their page look nice to you. Yeah. And then experiment. So there are so many good um, like image editing apps that you can get. Yeah. Um, you can just play around with what you think looks good and see if you can match kind of like the people that you inspire you aspire to be mm, okay. Just, okay just try it out for a little bit and see if you get yeah. more time and if you're happy with the results of playing around with that yeah yeah um, now i mean i guess from what you're saying um a listener might say oh okay so all i have to do is look at what people that i i look up to or or companies that i want to be like and then completely copy what they do <laughs> no right don't do that right because at the end of the day, like there's so many levels to a business and to a person and to a business. You yeah. can't possibly imitate what someone's doing. And the problem mm -hmm. is when you try to copy what someone's doing, it's not sustainable because you're yeah. always going to be a step behind them for one. Yeah. And two, you're wasting energy trying to copy them because you have to yeah. try and copy them and then actually do what they're doing. Yeah. What you want to be doing is getting inspiration yeah. and aligning that with yourself. Think about what what you enjoy. Like what colors do you like? What colors connect with you? Yeah. And then um, go from there. The other thing I would say is to um, obviously keep it to only a, few, a handful of colors. Yeah. What you could do is create like a color scheme for your brand. This is something you can do yourself if you if you're interested in doing it. You mm -hmm. want to pick a few colors. So you want like a light color, a dark color that's not black but it's like off black. Yeah. Um, and then like a secondary accent color. And with those three colors, you're only gonna use those three throughout your Instagram feed. So if you're posting quote pictures, keep to the same one each time. Mm. You want your whole feed to be harmonious because um, people go to Instagram pages for one purpose mainly. They love things that are repetitive. 
hmm. rather than all over the place. So you want okay. to create a harmonious feed of yeah. only a handful of, of colors and color tones. Oh, interesting. So don't have like crazy rainbow, you know, colors, just have more consistency. It's like yeah. pick, picking up uh, a paint color on your wall, right? Or for your house. Like mm -hmm. don't have colors all over the place. Make mm -hmm. sure it matches throughout the whole, the whole house. Yeah, right. that's one of the easiest things you can do to start straight away in improving um, mm. your brand, especially on Instagram. Okay. Um, now, at, at what point should they hire a professional? <clears throat> so, I always think with your brand, it's kind of like you should always buy the best that you can afford. Mm -hmm. Now, not everyone can afford to to hire someone to help them with things. And there are a lot of um, free tools online that allow you to do some sort of like, like Canva. Most people have probably heard of Canva. Okay, well, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Online site where you can easily make like social media posts or yeah. quick things like that. Yep, and we'll put that I'm, resource down below. Yeah. For those watching. I'm such an advocate of just starting. So if you have no money to start a business, yeah. just start, like use yeah. what you have. Mm -hmm. just uh, having said that, free software and doing things yourself is never going to replace someone's experience in the branding industry yeah. or using industry standard software. Like for example, um, pretty much all professional designers use Adobe products, mm -hmm. which costs, um, it costs like £40 a month in the UK, which I think is like yeah, $60. Yeah, so, um, and you cannot get that standard of um, design capability in free software. So yeah. I'll kind of give you a real life example. So you can on um, Canva design like a simple text logo. Mm -hmm. but that logo is not never going to be high resolution. So yeah. in the industry, sometimes we like to create like big pop-up banners when we go to like shows and things. Yeah. Or you might want to like put like a window decal like, on your salon. You're not going to be able yeah. to do that with free software. Like so that's why it's so important to invest in a professional because yeah. long term, that their dynamic is going to grow with your business and you're going to see the financial returns from doing that. Yeah, the the way the way yeah. I see it to uh, sort of jump in, it's like everyone has one of these, right? It's like it's a it's a smartphone. Mm -hmm. So that means does does that mean everyone's a professional photographer? Mm -hmm. I don't think so, right? Yeah. Um, so a professional by by definition is you know someone that gets paid to do the work this is what they do usually for a living and even if it's the tools the same so for for um the viewers out there sure if they can afford 40 pounds and start buying the adobe suite on a monthly basis that doesn't mean they're going to be a professional you know designer right it's like buying all the tools out there spending all that money that still doesn't mean they're going to be a professional at that. And plus, think about the core focus of your business, not so much. Your, your focus of your business isn't branding like Rebecca here, right? Your focus of your business is the product, the service that you're offering to your audience, yeah. right? So that's exactly, why, that's exactly the second point I normally tell people is that it's not just about your financial budget, it's about your time budget as well. Because yeah. like you said, you might decide, I don't mind spending like $60, like investing in Adobe so I can get that standard. But 
the amount of time you're going to spend trying to figure out how to do something and then you might spend weeks trying to figure out how to build a website for example you might think i'll just do it myself on squarespace this will be really easy yeah yeah and you spend weeks trying to figure yeah. out how to do it and yeah. you don't even end up with the standard of site that you wanted in the end anyway so you wasted yeah. all that time yeah and time exactly. is money at the end of the day so that's if you have all the time in the world great but most yeah. of us don't because most we're busy don't. money doing what we love doing so that's another thing to think of as time budget versus financial budget too so yeah. I would say so long as you have money to invest in your business, which is really important to invest in your business in so many ways. Yeah. If you have the money there, hire a professional because it's going to save you so much time and headache in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I like to look at things as percentages. So mm -hmm. let's just say, all right, um, a beauty entrepreneur is thinking about starting a business. Mm -hmm. They have a hundred, you know, their funds, you know, be it um 10,000 pounds, 20,000 pounds, whatever that is, right? That maybe 100 pounds. Who knows, right? What percentage would you say should be allocated towards uh branding uh or marketing in general? You know, branding is a subset of yeah. of of marketing. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend? Um I mean, that's a difficult question. Do you know what? No one's asked that before. It's interesting, but I think it really depends on what sort of business do you have? So there's some like beauty entrepreneurs who might do like lashes out of their living room and they mainly advertise on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. So all of your branding touch points are going to be online. Yeah. As opposed to like a salon who have a lot of physical touch points, like you have the actual um, like prices that people are touching and the business cards people have in their hands. Yeah. You have the big logo on like your shop front. Yeah. So I would say if you're online, um, maybe like 20% of your funds should be dedicated to branding. Yeah. If you're a physical location, it needs to be a lot more than that because yeah. there's so many different touch points that you need yeah. to be, to be yeah. nailing. It's hard yeah. to put a percentage on it because like I said, and then it depends how much your budget your budget is. So yeah, yeah, and also this is the like this is the very beginning too because there's a lot of initial costs if you're setting up a salon, right? Like the storefront, you know. But once you purchase it and you don't decide to rebrand all over again, right? You're not going to have to reinvest in that, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to give give a good idea of of our viewers because sometimes it's like they're. They may, they may get it. They're like, okay, I totally get it. I, I should work on my branding. I should hire a professional, but I am terrified of how much I'm going to need to spend, how much I'm going to need to invest in. Um, and one of the things that I suggest is step one, you know, baby steps, right? Mm -hmm. Do a little more research. You know, do you know what branding is? Do you know what makes a good logo? What, you know, what your, what your, uh, who your target market is mm -hmm. start with that then start talking to, to the professionals and mm -hmm. and find find the professional that really resonates with you not just a random person you know like oh wow you can create a, a cool logo yeah. you're hired right don't do that <laughs> yeah um it's funny you said because a lot of my clients they don't until they've come across my page yeah as a designer they don't realize that there's different styles of designers and you can mm -hmm. find a designer who's going to align with the style you're trying to achieve 
Yeah. And that's the best way to go because it really like takes away a lot of the risk that you're going to end up thinking that you're not happy with yeah. because that kind of gets you 100%. And I think it's yeah. good to connect on a personal level because it's such a creative thing and such a personal thing. Yeah. It's important to be able to connect on a um, personal level with the designer that you pick. So that's definitely something I would agree with is just to look around and get a feel of people, which is really easy to do nowadays since everyone's on Instagram most people you can really get a sense of what sort of person they are and what sort of work they do and how they work ah, um, this is the, good. Other, the other thing i was gonna say coming back to um this is what i was saying earlier is that i just love to get into the business side of things as well and that's why i love working with my clients because i feel like i can help them with a lot of strategy as well as the design yeah but um in my experience of business and when in coming to back to investments and um financials is that you should always be looking to invest financially in your business as much as you can. So if you're trying to grow your business, each month that you grow, you should be reinvesting a, a good portion of your profits yeah. back into your business. So mm -hmm. say for example, like the first month you made $1,000, yeah. the next month you made $1,500. Yeah. I would probably suggest that you should be reinvesting like 300 of that 500 increase yeah yeah so that way you're always growing continuously obviously mm -hmm. research what you're investing in yeah. but always be reinvesting don't be thinking like you're gonna grow and not be not have to invest because that's not gonna happen yeah yeah um, it's really scary at the beginning because i remember when i first started mm -hmm. i was scared to invest i didn't want mm -hmm. to get a coach or invest mm -hmm. in new software i didn't want to because i thought i felt like i want to make more money so why am i spending yeah, why would i want to give away my money right but yeah. it's actually in reverse i realized the more education i received I, I you know i i spent you know tens of thousands of dollars and yeah. i'm not just you know hiring professionals but also like special educational programs but the return on investment has been double triple quadruple that because now it's like it's like if you can avoid the mistakes mm -hmm. uh, or save some time time and money right those are the two yeah. big factors you know getting yeah. to the results that you want yeah that's the thing it comes back to time budget versus yeah. financial budget and this is kind of off topic not really but i'm looking at the moment to hire a um pinterest coach for pinterest mm -hmm. for business yeah. i'm looking to pay someone for their time to go through it with me because yeah. There was so much amazing free information online yeah. about social media marketing and everything you need is online for free. Yeah. But it takes so much time to sit there and go through it and focus. And then you look at this website, you look at that website. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to invest in a coach to help me do it, to save yeah. me the, the time that's going to cost me money in the long run. Yeah. Um, so my point is that investing wisely in your business is just gonna you're gonna see so much return on investment it's about the mindset as well yeah. um investing in your business makes you feel like it's gonna come back to you especially if you work with a coach some, or something like that investing yeah. in someone else's business is gonna make you realize that you have value too because you're putting value on what someone else has to offer and if you're doing that someone else is going to do that for you as well yeah, that's, that's a pretty good perspective i never really thought about that yeah it makes that makes total sense mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, and and the way I see it is like your business is like your baby. And for those that have kids, right? You know, like you're not going to say, "All right, I'm going to feed my baby and then t- and then next month I'm going to take all my food away, take all the food away and say, "Okay, well, you're not going to eat anymore. You're going to starve and I'm going to eat," right? No, that doesn't happen, right? Why would you do the same for your own business, especially when your business one year is like an infant? right mm-hmm. it's like the first year is the biggest struggle and i'm not sure what the stats are in the uk but in the us is it nine out of ten businesses fail yeah right? in the first year. and and of that one you know or ten percent that's left um after five years 90 percent of that last ten percent will fail so it's like these these numbers i mean you don't want to be a statistic so how do you increase your odds well through education through you know getting yourself out there and really spending, investing time into it. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. Thank you so much for, for all the wonderful advice uh, that you've given from, you know, your, your, your story to your, you know, your, your, your experience working with, with your clients and what's been working in your process or process, right? And, and and also some some valuable tips that you've provided to our to our you know viewers now um do you have any any like final like recommendations like i recommend maybe certain there's certain certain book that they should they should read or or certain certain information they should look up that would has really helped you in your in your uh experience or not just for you but for your clients too Mm -hmm. any last, last bit of advice um, so my last bit of business advice, to be honest, would be the investment. And I would say try and invest in a, in a coach. Got it. I think that people can be cynical about coaches. Yeah. But I think having someone to hold you accountable for what you're doing in your business. Yeah. And to listen to your struggles and things like that is, is invaluable and it's going to help you so much in your yeah. growth. So so i'm gonna dig deeper in this then okay if you don't mind so coaches there's a coach for almost anything you can think of right um now first step i'm guessing is to find the right coach right i'm not going to go i mean find a basketball coach when i need someone to coach me in my business right and even in my business let's say the coach has expertise in, I don't know, a restaurant business, but my business is different, right? So how do you find that coach? So I think what I would maybe do is write a list of your top three struggles that you have in your business. So whether that's like specific, like, I don't know how to grow my Instagram, or if it's like yeah. general, like I don't have the motivation every morning to put work into my business. Write down the top three things that you struggle with. Mm-hmm. Keep those in your mind and then start doing a bit of networking. So maybe ask like people who also are in business, if they've worked with any coaches before, can they recommend anyone? Take a look through, um, just like scroll through Instagram and see like, you can follow hashtags of business coaches, follow their page for a bit. Yeah, like a detective. Connect with people, yeah. I find like the people who are most helpful to our lives, we kind of get a connection with them before we start working with them. So just have like an honest chat, like approach someone and say, I'm really struggling with this. Do you think you can help me with that? And if you feel comfortable with their reply and you feel like you can connect with them, Mm -hmm. that might be a good coach 
for you. Yeah. The other thing I would mention when working with coaches, it's just from my personal experience, is yeah. um, coaches do bring a lot of value, but don't feel like you need to pay over the odds for a coaching course or a coaching session because I feel like the biggest benefit of coaching is just having that time to sit down like an hour just to sit down and just talk about your business and your goals and your yeah. struggle and and you can get that just from from anyone like you don't need to pay like three thousand dollars for a coaching course I mean if you have the money there great but yeah. don't feel like you need to pay that much money to get the value because the real value is from having that time dedicated to your business to mm. get bounce ideas of someone who you connect with and who has experience yeah so maybe don't even discount someone who's not an actual coach like if someone's doing what you want to do and yeah. they're year ahead of where you are yeah. they will have valuable information to to give you yeah that's it. So yeah, don't even discount people who don't claim to be coaches. If they have experience that you doing what you want to do, mm -hmm. they have they can teach you. Okay. So so let me kind of sum it up then. Kind of think outside the box. Don't you know? It doesn't necessarily have to be a traditional route of okay. They're advertising as oh I'm a coach or they're they're at a university or they're a teacher, right? It doesn't have to be the traditional path if you find someone in your field in your industry you're, they're ahead of you um or or even what at at where you're at but they're really growing growing really quickly and they're really successful go ahead go ahead and reach out to them and here's one of the things i would do if if they were local i would i would try to reach out to them and say hey you want to grab a beer you want to you know i mean there's a lot of pubs in the uk right so let's let's <laughs> hit up a pub right exactly. uh, and, yeah. and 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 pick their brain and pay for the lunch right pay for the dinner and that would be a ton of value and you never know where that path will take you yeah that is exactly what's in my mind i was thinking you could even just ask someone if, you, if they don't mind you taking them for lunch like yeah. it's nice to, to show that you value their time because i think most people are more than willing to help mm -hmm. but when it crosses the line when you're asking a ton of questions and not realizing that their time is valuable yeah so it's important that if you're asking for someone's help that you show that you value their time either by taking them out for lunch or even just yeah. saying do you mind if i pay for an hour of your time like just for you to sit down and tell me what your experience is like yeah. and most people be more than happy to help i think those people are scared to yeah. ask for help from people who are doing what they're doing so they don't want them to feel like they're gonna copy them or yeah know. yeah well <laughs> the good thing is i feel like times are changing i mean thanks to the internet um if 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 someone really wanted to learn something they can google it they can find yeah. out how to do it with enough time any person can figure it out um yeah. but the reality is we're limited in time mm -hmm. and there's there's so many people out there that are willing to help. I would I would argue, especially in in this particular community, our our our, our beauty industry, beauty community, people are amazing. You know, I love this community. So close yeah, everyone's super helpful. Be a part of it, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah, and and when you're part of that community and you have others that are willing to 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 share and help out, and you know, there's there's no catch. You know, like like. Like we don't make any money. We don't do that. We're just here to give value, right? And uh, and when that happens, you know, it, you know, good things come back too. Um, so so yeah, I I totally get it. And uh, again, thank you again so much. Now, how can 
how can our audience reach you? How can our viewers reach you? So I am on Instagram, which is at sugarbranded. Um, or you can always drop me an email as well, which is Rebecca at sugarbranded.com. So either or drop me a message on Instagram um, or email me. I'm always happy to ask any questions. If anyone is interested in getting into what I do, I'm happy to help like we just spoke about. Um, yeah, I would love to hear from, from you all, even just hear about your experience in business and we can connect from there. Yeah, that's awesome. And all the information, if you didn't get a chance to write it all down, it'll be down in the show notes. Um, so you can click on the link and, and get right, right to Rebecca's profile or email her. Yeah. So again, uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for your time. Um, and, uh, and for everyone, we'll see you around. Take care. Bye. Bye.